It's deep in the woods on the surface. I've been consistently working. I just stepped into my purpose. I know it be making them nervous. Only been focused on progress. Keeping a positive mindset. I ain't even turn up the grind yet. It's about to be over. Meaning the closure. Surface thinking podcast. Outlast competition curated by Becky Chad. Mentally driven to do the dash. Everyday life be moving fast. And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Timing is everything certainly. Used to be down that they all believe. Worldwide broadcast globally. This is Service Thinking with Blackie Chad, and today's episode is sponsored by Vimu Candle. Vimu, that's V-I-M-O-O-D Candle. VimuCandle.com for purchasing. These candles come with playlists. They come with, they go with the vibe. Each candle is curated to go specifically with a playlist. It, uh, just a beautiful thing. Check out VimuCandle.com. And today, I'm so excited, as I always say, because I finally got somebody here who I've been vetting for two years, I'm going to say, to finally have this interview happen. I'm here with Lena today. Thank you. Oh, man. Chad, what's up, man? So you already <laughs> know the vibe. So this is a person that we have the most intriguing, deep conversations that, like, I wish that I could just record them, Jones, every time. Because mm-hmm. we have the... It's just, like, so memorable. And it's crazy because when I first knew of you, I think I told you this before, I ain't like you. Yeah. Like, I just didn't like you. And it's young ignorance of, like, not knowing you. But mm-hmm. it's just like, she just got this aura. It's mm-hmm. like cockiness. It's arrogance. It don't like, even make you want to get like, to know her. It's like, yo. But <clears throat> my question first off is, like, do you feel like a lot of people feel that way? I feel like a lot of people felt that way. What is it, though? Um, I, I literally was ignorant. You feel me? Okay. Like, I when I, I was young and um arrogant and cocky mm-hmm. I, I didn't care to meet new people I didn't care to network vibe with you get mm-hmm. to know you enough and everything it's like I was an introvert mm-hmm. you feel me so what changed because you definitely um, not like that now a thousand percent it overall and all in all the whole entire time it was just me right. Chad like I wasn't a hundred percent um confident with myself as mm-hmm. a person I was very insecure I was uh depressed okay i was just stuck in my own head you right. feel me and i just so happened to rap while doing that and i would say that rapping was the only thing that kind of like helped that but it kind of made it worse in a sense because i was so insecure that the least amount of attention that i got i didn't know what to do with it mm. i was walking around with my head stuck in my ass like uh people needed me mm-hmm. it just and it was petty and god set me down <laughs> So what? So, so for you, I hear the growth. So what mm-hmm. happened, or what things transpired for you to realize that it was insecurities? Uh, just self-reflecting. Okay. Uh, I've grown a lot. I and I and I'll be talking about my growth more than anything because I'll be geeking over that shit. Right. But I've grown a lot, and it it took a lot of uh, acknowledging the flaws of myself. It took a lot of understanding who I was first and what I realized was that I was miserable <laughs> first and um in order to change a behavior you have to understand the behavior you're changing if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah, like sure. uh you can't just wake up and just want to change what is it that you're trying to change and I was unhappy though you mm-hmm. feel me like being that type of person 
I was unhappy with it. So I just wanted to be happy. And I realized what made me happy. And that was making people around me happy and speaking out finally. Because mm. all it really was was that I wasn't, like, speaking out loud enough. Mm. Like, the most you got of me was a verse. Mm. And that was, like, the most of a conversation you're going to get from me. You, you want to listen to me? Listen to my music because mm. I'm not talking to you. You feel me? I mean, does that, I mean, why, do you, do you know why that is? Or are you like the oldest, you were an introvert, like a lot of pressure, a lot of things that people don't understand, but like what caused you to be a person who just ain't, you ain't with the rap, you ain't with the mm, shits? It, I don't really hate, I didn't, to be honest, I would be a liar if I sit here and make up a reason. All right. <laughs> uh, it was just me being a fucking clown for real. Like, you feel me? Like. Uh, because the truth is, the reality is, I wanted to talk to people. Mm. Like I wanted to, my insecurities uh, wouldn't let me even start a conversation like with the people. I, like it was people that I actually like looked looked up to in the underground industry mm. in the city. You feel me? That I couldn't wait to see or bump heads with. And when I did, <laughs> it was like the total opposite. All right. Like, I wanted to just walk over and be like, yo, I fuck with you. You inspire me. Right. I, I don't know if you know. And right. I didn't know how important that was to tell somebody that. Mm -hmm. So instead of me stepping outside of myself and telling somebody about this, <laughs> I didn't say nothing at all. Right. So what are you afraid of? Uh, I don't think I'm afraid of nothing now. Okay. okay. Um, I was afraid of rejection. Okay. Because that's all I... Like... I had people, I had my own grandma tell me, my mom, mom tell me that I'm not going to be nothing. Mm. I'm going to be rapping all my life and nobody's ever going to notice it or, because she was miserable. And mm. to be honest, uh, a lot, and I'm just actually, I had a conversation with my aunt Jackie like a, uh, like two weeks ago. And sometimes you have to understand where you come from mm -hmm. to like understand certain versions of yourself. And it's not to use it as an excuse for your behavior. But it's to acknowledge that you don't have to be that way just because you came from that. And she basically was, and this is my first time speaking on I mean, we just had a conversation about it, but it was so needed because it helped me realize, like, who my dad was and why he was the way he was and is. And, and me, mm -hmm. like, a lot of things she was telling me about my dad, mom, I heard a lot of me in it. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, it was bittersweet because I'm happy that I'm not that person no more, but I really heard a lot of the old me in that conversation right. and it was horrible because my grandma was miserable, God rest her soul. Um, so yeah, it's about where you coming from, right? All right. And uh, just to nip it in the bud, my aunt was saying how my dad, grandma, and mom was uh, not really big on like excitement. Mm. They, lifestyle was pretty simple. like. Get the money, F feelings, F emotions, and love wasn't in the household right. like that much. Not comfort, not um, just feeling that good energy. Everything mm -hmm. was just so, like, one-sided. Like, you ain't getting no money, you nothing. Like, you know, like, right. them conversations that he can have with his grandmom or his mom, it, it wasn't allowed in the household. I'm going to just use this as an example. My Aunt Jackie said that, and my dad going to hate this because he's, like, really, like, he strayed away from emotions a lot, but they was in the house and um, they were celebrating my dad like 20-something birthday. Like, basically, he way older. And my grandma, like, got very angry at my dad and, like, hit my dad because they was in there, like, laughing loud and having a good time. And she just was like, y'all too loud. Like, 
right. and the party was just over. Everybody went home, and it just killed the whole vibe all because she didn't want him to be too happy mm. in the house. Like, you feel me? Mm. So, I don't know. It's just, I mean, that that's not for nothing, but it is. Like, mm. you feel me? Like, it just be little things that traumatize you as a kid, but my anger and my frustration and my misery and my depression came from, like, that. Like, I didn't have that. Like, my dad's superhero. That's my dog. I always say it. But we didn't have that relationship where, like, I know I can come run in my dad's arms when I was emotional, you know? Right. it was He kind of taught me not to speak on emotions right. because he didn't. Like, I used to try to have conversations about my mom, and he wasn't. I used to have to go to, like, my cousin or somebody to have them conversations about right. my mom. Like, my mom's best friend was my cousin. Okay. <clears throat> and I used to have to go to her for, like, information if I wanted to get inspired to write a record or something about her or something. Like, I couldn't talk to my dad about that stuff. Like, it's been damn near, like, 20 years, and I just got my dad to go to the grave site with me, like, right. last year. Yeah. Right. So, in all despair, we, we there is a light somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, your, your grandma to be in that... To be in that crazy ball of confusion, mm-hmm. I don't feel like she maybe have recognized what you've come to recognize. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, like this, the riff, this, as you said, the self reflection. You started to reflect and mm-hmm. be like, dang, like, you know, I'm in my own way. Like, mm-hmm. I need to look at things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to understand the history and the plights that our people, forefathers, grandmothers, whatever, go through. Mm-hmm. It's for us to learn from that and be a better. A thousand percent. So, do you think that that had an attributing factor to you being better and recognizing how she was? Mm-hmm. A or thousand what? percent. See, all right. So, I'm gonna just clear this. Both of my grandmoms, my mom's side and my dad's side. I don't. I didn't have no relationship with my dad. Mom, she passed away early on when my dad was younger. His grandmom took care of him, but she. I didn't really get a chance to meet her. I, that's who I'm named after. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my mom, mom, that was my like my best friend. You mm-hmm. feel me? And I, I. That was like my first, the first time I ever felt betrayed. Right. Um, a lot of things came to light, like family issues, like financial, like crazy stuff. Right. And at this time, like me, I was real close with my grandma. I mean, I wasn't really that close with like a lot of my family members. My dad said, and it, I really wasn't that close with her at first. But I have, like, we grown a relationship, and it 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 done came and went so fast. You feel me? And that was like my first heartbreak, I would say. And from there, it was just. I don't know. Hmm. I can't really. So, so in your, if you, and I know you're not a fortune teller, but why, do you know why you're going through all of this? Um, Like the heartbreak and the mm-hmm. disparities or the stress or the depression that you said that you were going, you speak about, spoke about. And do the, you, is it a reason for it? In the midst of it, did I, did I, are you asking or now? Now. Uh yeah, of course. Cause we can't see it while we in it. Like, no, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Now for sure. Mm. Um, it's so much that I thank God for you. Like mm. early on, uh, like recognizing like what a heartbreak for like, what betrayal for like, what wanting something but knowing that you um, it's not more important than what God wants from you, mm. for you. Uh, all that I learned early on, and I'm still young as crap. You mm. feel me and. I'm so thankful for everything. And at the time, whoa, bro, I used to want to die. Like, I literally tried to kill myself a few times. Mm. But now it's like, it's nothing nobody can get past me. Uh, It helped me grow faster. Uh, I'm still growing. Mm. 
it made me smarter, it made me wiser, it made me analyze things better, understand that some people just do, like now if I get hurt, so I try to understand a person more of why they hurt me, you feel mm -hmm. me, like maybe they're hurt, or maybe it's just something they have to figure out about themselves with handling other human beings first. I don't know. It just be a lot. I don't know. Bro. Do you blame yourself for anything? Like, it gets to a point where, like, because I really see, I see this all the time. If something happened to somebody, they question themselves. They're like, mm -hmm. what happened? Or what ha Why? Like, what did I do? What did I, what didn't I do? Mm -hmm. So are you, like, do you, are you still at that point or you look at it as, what, it's them now? No, no. I never, um, so I never, tr I never try to put the full blame on one, hmm. you know, like, um, even when I was younger, I used to try to figure out like, so I was real troubled, you feel me? Hmm. And, um, I had a few stepmoms, like I would say like three solid stepmoms cause my dad just, I don't know, his attention span. Right. So, um, I didn't get along with none of, well, one of them, but the, the one that I did get along with, the one that I actually loved so much she like left she like f her she took a job in new york my dad didn't want to go and from there he got with somebody else and it was like real bad like my dad would leave and it'd be bad like he was he was working all the time so he'll go to his job at the post office and she'll i used to think like my stepmoms would pick on me mm. but I, don't, I couldn't really put my nose on why we would go at it so much so I just used to just pick out stuff we both did. Right. <laughs> stuff we both did, but saying all that to say I did, like when I had conversations with my dad about it, I used to say, I didn't do nothing. Right. Like, I used to put it all on my stepmoms. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, it was nothing that I did wrong. And and granted, some days it really wasn't nothing that I did wrong, but that don't count for whatever I did to mm -hmm. just make them Snap. feel a certain way. But I, to answer your question, yeah, I never uh, try to... Because I understand that problems, there's no such thing as like one person being to blame for a problem between two people. That's heavy. I never, I, how, right? And um, it'd be like this, right? Spend time with yourself and see if you get on your own nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, because I, um, I run away fast, mm. right? Um, for what it's worth just one relationship for about six years. And it'll probably be me that's doing a breakup. Like, she probably don't ever really be trying to break up, but it'd be stuff that I don't let myself tolerate mm. that I probably can with growth. And I, my quickest, take, like, the fastest thing I do is, like, run away. Like, I'd be like, all right, look, I can't do this. We need to break up, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. That's deep. So, speaking, speaking on even being by yourself, do you know how, or do you know what like self love is? Like, what does self love look like, and how do you initiate it, or what does it look like for you, basically? I like how you said for you. All right, so um, I spent a lot of time by myself when me and my ex separated for about a couple years, and I realized that self love is whatever you give others, like how you love everybody else is. It's coming from within. Like, it's coming from yourself. You can't fake it. You can't run from it. You can't... I can't love on you. Like, I can't love you and and share a certain type of love with you that I don't have to give. Mm. And I can't... Well, me personally, I can't fake it. I, I literally watch somebody fake love for me. But 
I can't fake it. And nine times out of ten, if it's fake, it's going to come to the light. And I just, I don't know. I feel like self-love is giving whatever, I don't know, whatever come from you. Like, I don't know. Right. I just feel like nobody can, like, fully love somebody if they don't love themselves. So I want to I want to ask you just to get another perspective to say, like, there can be, can there be, I'm asking, can there be a person who can give love to people because that's what they thought that they should have got or never mm. got instead of loving themselves. So I feel like sometimes mm. you can give love to people and not have it for yourself. Like it's people out here that want to feel needed and they'll do anything to be a thousand needed. percent. You know what I'm saying? Because there are some empty holes in their heart where they, they get their rocks off or they get, feel it. Uh, the acceptance of people needing them because it makes them feel worthy. Now, when I'm saying self-love, like, what does that look like in the dynamic of um, how do you make yourself happy? Because I believe this about anything. You can't get happiness. Like, anybody you're in a relationship shouldn't be the shouldn't be your happiness. I think mm-hmm. that you have to be your own mm-hmm. happiness. And the person that you're with has to add to it. A thousand percent. Or create it. A thousand percent. I mean, percent. or they have to add to it or have it themselves. If not, it's not going to work. A thousand percent. So for me, I'm just asking what the self-love look like for yourself. Because you, can, if you have, I believe if you have self-love and you understand what it is for you, mm-hmm. there are certain things that you won't tolerate A due to the fact percent. that you understand what self-love is. So that's what I mean. That's what, that's what I, that's my pushback. On okay, that, right? got it. So it's all like to each his own. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right. Um, so self-love for me... It's have like you said, having a certain type of respect for yourself to not let no harm come to you mentally, okay. physically, emotionally, whatever. And it is on how you carry yourself, you feel me? And uh yeah, just as simple as that. Like I'm trying to find the right <laughs> words or the right sentence to answer it. Yeah. But it's just simply um putting yourself first mm-hmm. for this for your happiness sake. Because that's what's first. And uh, I think people be forgetting that. Like, people be so caught up in, this could make me happy, so let's go after this. Like, I see a lot of people, like, chase the materialistic things in a relationship from a person because they think the materialistic things are going to make them happy. Thanks. But they don't um, chase the happiness. Mm. They just say, you have to do this because it makes me happy. You should do this for me. This is what makes me happy. Or they'll try to do things for themselves, like retail therapy or whatever, and just claim, you know, that they... But I think all in all, it's just about um, building a relationship with yourself to the point where, like, like you said, you don't even need a person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's self-love. Like, being in love with yourself, being fully obsessed with yourself, not your perfect self because there's no such thing, but just the self that make you happy about who you are. Mm. And that's... Uh, self-love and hold up to piggyback off of something that you said about people giving out the love that they want I saw that firsthand like I saw um damaged people love hard hoping that um it heal wounds and fix heartbreaks that they dealt with like childhood trauma stuff like and you be tripping off that like all that stuff that happened to you and it's still happening to you mm-hmm. like I I gave out a lot of love around the time I was, uh, like, super depressed. Like, I'm talking about, like, later on, like, not as a child. But, like, um, recently, like, when I was, like, super depressed, that's all I had was love to give because I, I just needed that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, I get it. 
I just want to applaud you for being here because I understand the anxiety that happens when we had conversations, mm -hmm. right? I mean, not the anxiety. It's just like, you know, it's somebody on the other end, speaking on myself, if I may say so, mm -hmm. that somebody who's not holding you accountable, but understand what you're going through mm -hmm. and want the best for you and want to help. So I appreciate 100%. you for being here. No, I, no. Thank you for you having know, me on. All, all that. And it's untraditional for what you might expect with the, the header of surface thinking with mm -hmm. Lena, it's like, all right, it's about to be some rap shit, right? Right. So this is really the deep dive. I, it's no way people who had a perception of you don't look at you now and be like, dang, let me reach out to her. No, Not like a pity party, but right, like, right, 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 right. oh, I, I've been I've been through that, or now I understand you, or now a your music percent. resonates with a me before percent. because now it makes sense because it's your truth and now I understand it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because, man, you've walked through some dark alleys with no mm -hmm. flashlight. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't know. You know what I mean? So I feel like sometimes it's really about informing people mm -hmm. about what's going on. So, small question, then it's a, a big question. All right, got it. Would you say that you're a rapper or you would say that you are an artist? Uh, definitely an artist. Okay. All right. So does, do you need rap music or does rap music need you? Uh both okay. <laughs> if if that's an okay answer yeah. like can i can i yeah. um not for nothing but uh i don't even know where i would be if i if i wasn't doing this mm -hmm. you feel me and yes i feel like now like now probably not then but if never if ever then now is the time where i feel like not even just rap the universe need the energy you mm -hmm. know what i mean like God didn't fill me up with this just to leave it in the room with Chad. Right. You feel me? And sure. if he did, then right. Chad get to take it and give it to somebody else mm -hmm. and so on and so on. And I think, um, yeah, because I don't want to go left with it. Mm -hmm. No, it ain't. <laughs> with the answer. It's an open-ended question. It's not no multiple no, choice. No, for sure. So for whatever sure. you feel, you know. That's mean, where the frustration comes because I yeah. still get frustrated right. with, like, um, not reaching a certain amount of audience and it be mm -hmm. it used to be because I want to just change my family's lives and mm -hmm. put my dad in a mansion and tell him to stop working but now it's like I want to help mm -hmm. like I, I feel like um just last night I just want to say that sometimes we be places we don't need to be to help someone that we need to help so I was down my neighborhood where I didn't have no business down I uh, just rode past parked my car kicked it with my close friend real quick and I stepped out the car to have a conversation with Nas Shuler, shout out to Nas. And uh, I was just standing out there, like, in front of the deli. And one of my childhood friends, he wasn't even living in the city. He just came back to the city. He was out Miami. And um, he stopped me, like, what's up? What you doing out here? <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, what you doing out here? I mean, you, you know this, like, my side of town. But right. you're absolutely right. I don't have no business being out here. But... I'm like, I don't know, I just was on a, I was just talking to my folks, but what's up though? And just, I just saw it in his face, like, right. that he needed to have a conversation. But before I could even say, like, are you okay? He just, we had like a 20 minute conversation just about like anxiety and depression and how the people who help people don't ever really like receive help when they need it. Right, sure. And it's a gift and a curse because you, you're not the one to say out loud that you need help because you're just so busy worried about helping everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then the people don't even check to see if you need help because they're so used to you helping them. Mm -hmm. So it just be like, you kind of look odd needing help mm -hmm. when you helping everybody. I was just talking to, um, I had Naima in here. We were just talking about I had her in here. And it was mm -hmm. just like, 
sometimes you feel bad when you feel a call come through and you feel that it's a vent session for them. They coming in telling you about their problems. You might even want to talk about something. But when you hear their story, mm-hmm. it's like, ain't no room for mine. Mm. Or it feel like, or it becomes the help. It'd be like, damn, your shit more fucked up than mine. So it's a humbling experience. Am I am I complaining or am I tripping? Should I, you know what I'm saying? But I also realize this about people. People are so ignorant, and we use that word all the time, and it means bad stuff, just like submissive. But it's not what it really means. Mm-hmm. Ignorance is not knowing, but some of us are ignorant to not know that it's a little bit more than the surface. Mm-hmm. We go by perceptions of what people show and we really don't try to go a little bit deeper mm-hmm. than that so like if you look like you okay like if you got on yeezy boots and you got on an a hat you good like you, you i don't need to ask you because you're straight you know what i'm saying so it's always that one or two or three people who you really under you you open up to and you like like me, I hit you up. It's just some, it's a kinetic thing. I'm yeah, like, thousand percent. Let me hit you. You good? Mm-hmm. You be like, Chad, I just really needed that. I appreciate you. No, and it don't always percent. be super, in, super like deep or like super in depth with what you're going through, but you just know that somebody else, regardless, because you you literally gotta care about people. There you go. gotta be able to put yourself in other people's shoes, whether you can fit them or not. Mm-hmm. Just to understand other perspectives, mm-hmm. and I feel like not enough of us are doing that. So when somebody uses you to feel better about themselves, Mm -hmm. they good. All right, I'm out. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be sitting here like, damn, I just helped you. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you have a circle of people that you just talk to? You. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Honest shit. Because it be like this, though, right? You can have a conversation Mm -hmm. about whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But it really is about the connection and conversation. It's about the energy of the conversation because... I can go on and on with who I choose to have this conversation with, and we can be talking for like 30 minutes. And when the 30 minutes is up, the, it didn't really help or hurt. It didn't do nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just a conversation. And just just to say this, though, right, you got to understand how much a person care about your well-being or how just – Sometimes they just be wanting to be newsy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or just to hear your story to compare it to theirs so they won't feel so right. fucked up. You know, right. like, instead of a genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. So um, you realize the difference between that, of course, like with a conversation with you then a random or whatever. But saying all that to say, um, I have, like, five good people that's, like, dearest to my heart around me, right? Right. And... They all are used for different conversations. Mm-hmm. So, saying all this to say, I got somebody I was friends with my whole life. Nothing could ever change. Nothing mm-hmm. that I, I, the conversation I have with you, I probably won't have with them. You have to know your friends for sure. and use them for what. And not to say use, because use is a, a wild word. Like a muffle. Like you using me? Mm-hmm. Like, right. but no, because we're here on this earth to be used. I be telling my chick, use me, mm-hmm. not for like. So, you know, you know, yeah. like use me for what God gave me you for, you right. know, like I'm tools, right. I'm tools. And I want everyone to use the people around them for what they're for. I think that's, that's important that you said that, but I also feel like we school, like one of the things that we have is we try to squeeze stuff out of people that ain't them. Mm-hmm. A you know thousand percent. Like if you a kicker and you playing football, you a fucking kicker. And it's no disrespect that you're not versatile to be able to run the ball, right. catch the ball. 
it's better if I just use you for being a kicker. You see what, you know I'm, what saying? I'm saying? So it's just like, <laughs> that's crazy. and I've learned that as a parent because I have this idea of what I want my kids to be, but mm. I'm not learning them. Mm. So the goal is to unlearn everything and and build up and, and learn, learn it all over them. again. A thousand percent. You know, I can, I sat down with my daughter and my son and we had these like um, bar stools that we was putting together. I put one in front of my son and I put one in front of my daughter. Mm-hmm. My son, he was able to put it together. He was looking at the the the, um, the directions and he was able to put it together. My daughter was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. But I seen the good things she could do and the things that she wasn't as good at. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, instead of making you do this, let, let me, me use learn. the good things that you can do and let you just build masterpieces with that. Tell him what to do. A, a thousand percent. And you lift it up. You the strong one. You the one with the mind. And I feel like so many times, it's like, that's why I just don't understand. I don't, I don't think that we're good at dating. I don't think that across the board, any race, any culture is good at dating. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know it. Like mm-hmm. we had this idea of what we want. And if the, we're dating this person, mm-hmm. we have to be that. Mm-hmm. I think that you literally got to figure out what's for you. Mm-hmm. Who's for you? Who, a thousand percent. Who, when you close both of your hands together, it is an inner lock amongst your hands. Mm-hmm. Not like this. Not like it has to be perfect so yes. who's perfect for you what exactly. type of person who and I, I don't think that we focus on that so for you mm. to say i use my friends in the right position yeah guess what if somebody do something to you crazy you know who to call who gonna bring them 40s out it's people like tia that's not like that's my whole heart my mm. sister tia right and i know what she's capable of doing for me mm-hmm. i'm not gonna call her for it you know what i mean like she can do the same thing a friend of mine's ready to go back to jail and do and mm. guess what like I'm not going to use my friend that's ready to go back to jail to, to send them back to jail. Mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. It's, it's clear as day. But my friend that's, that's willing to go back to jail can also draw pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, uh, have qualities of being great. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take the bad things that you're good at. Mm-hmm. And use it for you. And own. use it for... Right. <laughs> like, bro... It's super cowardice to do that because you know who you can call one button mm-hmm. and it's on and you don't a thousand percent. About, a thousand percent. We don't think about the impulse the, the impulse that we have. We don't think about what could go wrong. Like mm-hmm. you my Superman, but guess what? This hood Superman is Superman. A thousand so percent. What's gonna happen? There ain't gonna be no time. We were just talking about that too. Wow, man, my um folks that that just came back to the city, like um, I'm like, dang, what's up? Um, have you been down the way, like the our other end where we grew up at? And he like uh. Yeah, but they don't want me to be out there. They say I'm too high profile. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. that. And I hear that a lot, like, with my peers. And then it also made me think about my friends, quote, unquote, that do be like, oh, yeah, come down or come to the shootout. Like, you feel me? Like, right. and he was, like, sad a little bit. And I'm like, what you mean? Yeah, you the ticket. Like, and everybody around you should treat you as such because... That's going to show the respect for love. That's going to show the respect. Because I want the respect first. Mm-hmm. First, you can love me and disrespect me. I want the respect first. So that's going to show the respect that your parents have for you. No, you can't chill out here with us, bro. Mm-hmm. It's too much going on. They shooting you. This instant putting your life in harm's way. I'm not. You got to understand. For real, man. And I, that shit, he was tripping off that like mad. And I was mad that I had folks that told me to come down the way and they mm. going through war. You mm-hmm. feel me? So it just, 
That's how I used to be. Like if you, you was a baller or you was a you played football or you was a basketball player, like the hood didn't allow you mm-hmm. to. You ain't no. You Shit's so here. different now yeah. though. Football players getting shot in the hood and selling drugs and you know like doing the most because of with it like the inspiration that's around them and it just be like you guys sit, sometimes you gotta sit back by yourself like I just told you in the beginning of this conversation mm-hmm. I had to be like by myself and understand like where I belong like mm-hmm. what the heck. Word. I've I've created I've had the opportunity for myself and I'm blessed because I have a cheat code. My cheat code is my kids and I wanted to be mm-hmm. the greatest father and be and be present for them. So that's what keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. But I've created a mental mansion for myself. So my house is my mansion, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Like I walk to the store one day and I see all these teddy bears and, 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 and candles outside. And I'm like, damn, somebody got killed right here. I wouldn't have never known. So for me, I'm oblivious to really what goes on because I I, I I rarely watch the news. Mm-hmm. So, is it really that bad out here? It is. <laughs> okay. Yes. No um, I mean, like I said, to each his own, though. You know, like you can be this person that don't really look at stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like and understanding that yeah, we're gonna die, and it is sad how we die, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's gonna happen. So it's just like whatever, right? And then you get stories like somebody you went to school with just got killed with their mom. Mm. Like, him and his mom just was murdered. Like, it was that serious to where they killed this man and his mom. Like, the average story you hear on somebody that got killed was, yeah, yeah, they caught him lagging out, coming outside or such and such. Mm -hmm. And his mom, they shot him in front of his mom. You know, not, you know, they just shot him and his mom. Like, (laughs) what the, so it do, I guess it's about like, um, cause I hear crazy stories about murders and stuff, right? And they don't really do nothing to me cause I don't know the person. But I think it'd be different like when it's like close to home or. Mm-hmm. So that's, and I'm already overly dramatic. Like I'm just like, <laughs> you feel me? So I'm a, that's just coming from me, but you might have a conversation with the next person. Like, nah, man, I mean, I think it's just in a way, it ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. But if you asking me, yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's different. It's different times because, like, I'm I'm suffering like um, PTSD and anxiety and just the average person. Like, you know, yeah. we all are. All right. But um, since childhood, shit, okay. I think most of my PTSD and my anxiety came from like Chad. I told you, like, bro, I, I, still to this day I can't sleep at night. So it's good that I write. It's good that I'm a writer, right. and uh, it's good that I don't sleep at night. They they are my hours. But before realizing that and understanding that, I had to get up for school. I was working at one point. I had to get up for work. And when I was in middle school and high school, I used to have, like, um, NyQuil by my bed, drinking it, just drinking it so I can. I lost a lot of people from, I would say, like, the sixth grade on out. Mm-hmm. Like, I started, like, losing, like, um, classmates, schoolmates, neighborhood, childhood friends. And, you know, it was crazy. But I don't think nothing was as crazy as these times. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, oh, yeah, my fault. Like, rest in peace, Shinquel, that was, like, one of the first deaths that hit. And then it would just be like, oh, how she died? Oh, she got hit by a car. How he died? Oh, he got shot. Like, everybody's getting shot in their neighborhood because they going through it or they folks going through it, so they got them, whatever. But now it's just, shot, uh, she died. Oh, what happened to her? They found her in the trunk and balled up in saran wrap. Like, what the? I just right. think, like, just these times alone, it's like, it's crazy. I guess it goes with time. Like, you know, people, Ben was getting found in trucks and all that. But for my generation, it's different because I'm just used to the average death. Are you numb to it now? 
I mean, because you're saying from sixth grade on, right? It's been an exponential amount I, of deaths. I just think, um, from sixth grade on, it was like getting closer and closer. Like it was times where it hit right, right. there. Like you know, we lost people, and then it went back. So I think the anxiety and the and just me feeling anything from it come from me being paranoid about it hitting home again. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, I think if anything, because like I understand death because mm-hmm. I understand life, but it's not a good thing losing somebody flat so, out. So does that? I mean, I mean that's the epitome of PTSD, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think, and that's not to take whether it's severe for other people or it's minimal for others. But I went on um, paintballing with my homies, mm-hmm. and like after after the match, you do two matches, and after the matches, you come down out of the woods and you basically go back to the base. And as we were going back to the base, I just keep hearing these footsteps, and I'm like, "All right, I hear footsteps," and then I just keep getting closer. So somebody's running, so I turn around, and I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a white dude just running. He he. He wasn't, he was just trying to give, I don't know, he probably had to go to the bathroom or something, mm-hmm. but he was running fast. And this other dude, and I was thinking it in my head, but this other black dude that I actually was just walking next to, he's like, hey man, you can't be running like that. No we got PSD, right. PTSD. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, it's because like, I ain't never been in nothing. I ain't never killed right. nothing, nothing like that crazy. Same, same. But I get out the car with my gun in under my underarm percent. every time. A thousand just percent. because of, I know what has happened to other people. people A thousand percent. People just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. A thousand just percent. Hit. There you go, right there. So it's just like it's scary to be like that. And for 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 you, I'm asking you, it's just like, not necessarily does it make you numb to it, but does it make you Used stagnant? Like, does it make you slow up your growth because mm. of? Definitely not. Okay. Um, it used to though. Like I was, I wouldn't come outside. Yo, are you like, uh, just to, so I lost my mom when I was like a baby, like one going on two, like two years old. So. I didn't really, like a lot of people think, like, you lost your mom early on. That was, like, your first loss. I, To be honest, and I don't want this to come out wrong or, or nobody hear this the wrong way, but I'm going to say it how, how I feel. That Losing my mom wasn't really a loss for me. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, I think it was a game more than anything. Right. Uh, the things that I got to experience and the things that I've learned about her kind of, like, I was just like, okay. I was content with the loss of my mother at one point. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't like my early childhood trauma. Like I said, that shit started from when I was old enough to understand like that person is never coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, dang, I, he just, we used to be on a bus every day, on our way to school every day. That was my dog and I'm not ever. So it would just be, but double back on the question to answer your question, do it make you numb, stagnant? No, um, no, I'm always, just because I'm a vision, like just because like, my mind is like moving like a hundred miles per hour a, a a second. You feel me? Like no, for real. Like I'm always thinking about the most extreme. Like yeah, like I lost a parent. I don't want to cause my dad. He he like a rolling stone. Like he out and about, and I don't want to lose my dad just by him being in the room. And my dad be around, and I don't want like you know. Hmm. Um, one of any of my close friends. I still have two brothers that's out here. I don't know, it just be like a lot to think about because I know how sudden it could be. Mm. I know like us having this conversation right now, something could be going on right now. Right and that's now. me all day. And I guess it's a, a um, I guess I have to like navigate my thoughts better for sure. But it's just like, 
It kind of helps you never take things for, for granted. A it thousand percent. A, like any conversation you have with somebody and you shake their hand or you give them a hug, it just mm-hmm. means more because this could be then the last any, time I a ever. A thousand percent. You know what I mean? So let me ask you this. In your toughest times growing up, like losing your mother so early, it wasn't like you had that deep, big connection of like, I remember when she took me to the store. I right. And that's so, why. So it comes back. It, it, it it's not that it doesn't have that impact. So I'm just saying, in your deepest, darkest times going through things, does that make you think of your mother more? Like, dang, if you was here, maybe mm-hmm. you could have changed my change this for me or Word. whatever. So yeah. is that harder, do you think, than actually having legitimate memories? Uh, who was I just talking to about this? About, like, um, the loss of my mom. Like, not having no memories mm-hmm. of her versus... um, I was talking to Johnny Mac, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about that, like me losing my mom. And I, and this is exactly what I said. And that's what I've been saying to myself. Because it took me a, a lifetime to like fathom like thoughts about that. Because it is like all over the place. I think it was mostly because she was murdered and that's irritating me. But um, saying all that to say, losing that, because that's something. Like you see how we're building a moment right now that mm-hmm. we can remember, that our folks can remember. This can be a memory, you know? And... Um, she was murdered, and the person who murdered her took away all that that could have been. Mm-hmm. And I, I be tripping off for the what ifs a lot, and I think that hurt more than, well, just from my perspective because I, no, I can compare it. So God forbid if I lose my dad right now, I would be in pain thinking about mm-hmm. all of our memories. But you know what? I'll be tripping off the memories that we, that we didn't get to have yet. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. dang, it was just about to be his birthday. Dang, I was just about to fly out. I was I wanted to tell him about this. So when we lose people, well, when I lose people, I think about the times that we could have spent more, the most, mm-hmm. saying all that to say I didn't spend no time with my mom. Mm-hmm. And that, a lifetime worth of that. Like, my milestones, when I got my license, when I graduated, when I went on prom, uh, when I got my new spot, when I got my car, mm. all that shit is so painful to think about when it comes to her because they're wanted memories. Mm. So I think. So does that come with every part of success that you have? Yes. Everything. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just even like, cause I, I, like I said, I had a few stepmoms that it didn't work out, but I had like I've grown relationships with like my step siblings more than anything, and I know like I watched their relationship with their mom like. One of my siblings that I'm like we've been close way before my dad and her mom even was dealing. Um, I'm watching a relationship right now, you know. So I be thinking about like all of it. Mm-hmm. Like, will we have a dope relationship? Will we? I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. But all I do know is that I wanted to know, and that shit hurt, Chad. Like, word, like that shit be eating me up. I be like frustrated. Like, I be tripping off that shit. Like, yeah, that shit was snatched away. Like, super. I think the most we got, at least she got to like know who I was, you know, like. Right. But no, I don't have nothing, nothing. I think the most I had was like a, a video of her like getting ready for my cousin wedding, and I was, I watched that like when I was super young, and I still see that video. Just the hair, like mm-hmm. she had like a raspy, like a deeper voice like me, and she was like, just like me, bro, right. <laughs> like, like for real. And I be like, I'm loud now, like I I say what I want because it, it kind of, it don't even just, it's not to prove a point, but um, 
is to get it because I can't hold it. I can't bite my tongue. Mm-hmm. And they like, oh, your mom was just like that. Like, I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, that shit's wild. What are you on this earth for? Like, what is your purpose? I think it's to, like, help people. Okay. No, like, it's cliche as hell. Because I I really feel like um, everyone's purpose should have a lot to do with leaving an impact on the next person. Okay. Even though that's probably not the, the case. You know, like, I watch people come and, like, go literally. Like, like I said, like, I went to, like, disciplinary school. And I say the disciplinary school stuff a lot because it's alternative school. So... It's different neighborhoods, different people. It's right. it's good people who is just misunderstood in there, artists like myself. Mm-hmm. And I ran into like a lot of good souls, right? But I also ran into like a lot of stagnant souls who was just like here and then he did something and he died. But you don't even know what they even wanted to do while they was here. And then there's some people who ain't want to do nothing mm-hmm. that just was here, went to jail a couple times, came home from jail and died. Like, or, or, people that was here and just got depressed and just took themselves. I watched it. These are people that I grew up with. And so what was your question? What do you think people, people purposes on life or mine? Yours. Yeah. To help people. Okay. And yeah. I, and I'm encouraging everyone else to find ways to help people, but start with like yourself. I think my purpose was to find my purpose first. Mm. And then use it to um, impact people. Hell yeah, yeah. It took a, like a long time to understand. Like, yo, you here for this show? So stop playing, mm-hmm. because he giving you. It's like I felt God sparing me a few times. Like I was in shootouts, bullets over my head. Like I was in events where they were shooting. Like I was close to death like a few times. And I think that's where PTSD came from too. Mm-hmm. But I don't speak on it a lot because all I care about is the fact that I, I'm still here, right. and it's a reason because the bullet could have hit me. You know, hmm. so yeah, it was it was figuring that out, and I think that's where my frustration came from when I was depressed and stuff, because I was just like, I don't feel no purpose of being here. Like I wanted to out myself a few times, and there's a reason why I didn't do that too. But, um, did you sign up for that, right? So like, you you say your purpose is to help people, but is that something that you really signed? Did you sign a permission slip to do that though? Right. Um. No, I think shit just happened that way. Like mm-hmm. you know, like I I think so. I'm not done my journey, I guess, right? And I'm not done growing. But I think what I've learned so far is is enough to help the next person. Like, I just had somebody DM me yesterday, and I don't post my DMs unless, like, I drop a project and I'm posting my reactions. But I don't <coughs> post, like, deep jokes like that. But I was about to, saying all that to say. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like, my the response, like, the way I'm responding uh, tells a lot, too. Like, mm-hmm. I just pay attention to a lot of stuff. And if it wasn't meant for you to do that, you wouldn't have been able to do that like mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have learned, know knew how to respond to them but then the sum it up the DM was basically like how because I stress that I don't drink and smoke a lot but the reality is I do drink occasionally and just last month I did try smoking because like my anxiety just was getting worse and I'm not I don't believe in like doctors and getting help from like the hospitals and stuff so um I try home remedies and conversations with God so I guess I uh, just try to smoke weed mm-hmm. But it didn't work. But seeing I like to say they like, how do you get through stuff? I know you don't smoke or drink. So I, I made sure I told them that I do drink occasionally. And I did try smoking. And it wasn't my first time try, trying to smoke. Uh, I popped pills at one point to feel numb. Just giving them that side of me. Because your first thing that you said when you DM me was, I know you don't smoke, drink, or do drugs. But I do. And how do I 
cope with life without it because I see you doing it and I saw that you was depressed. But I just be wanting to put everything out. You And in order to help someone, you have to be honest with them, right, about who you are. So I had to, like, um, confess that I tried to get through my shit with, like, drugs and stuff too. But I, I also stressed how that didn't help. Mm. And I told them... I can reread the message back, but it was overall just, it's about getting right with yourself and God first or whatever you believe in. Cause I don't, I believe in God. I don't try to put that like on everybody because mm. I don't have a religion. But I, I believe in God, but so I don't be trying to put like that on people. Cause whatever you believe in, sure as a candle, bro, just put your faith in what you know, because most of our depression and stuff come from just trying to be the perfect person for the world. Mm. <laughs> Get right with yourself. Accept yourself. I told them, accept who you are, flaws and all. You're not going to be perfect. It's going. You're going to have shitty days where you wake up and just don't want to talk to nobody. Like, And that's what I be trying to tell like my partner. Like, It's not true. It's going to be days where I just need some space real quick. I'm not cheating. I don't want nobody else. I just, that's who I am. And accept the version of yourself at the time because I told them, like, you still got so much time to grow. Like, who you are today is not your tomorrow. It's like, whatever. Like, fuck it. And I just said, stop giving a fuck so much. Mm. Like, what do you need? All I ever like need. Bec- <laughs> I used to think that I needed to like make it, like with the music stuff or whatever. And um, I, I used to think I needed money and all this stuff, like mm. to help people. But um. I just need to keep getting better. I just need to keep being guided. I need guidance still and forever because it's always room to grow. And I just need to keep myself this time because it's so easy to lose yourself. Mm. Saying all this, say, I don't know. I, I, it's nothing I need. Mm. And and if it is, God will show me. Mm. But right now, um, I'm not like content with who I'm or I'm just happy with who I am now. So it'll just be like, saying all this to say, like I used to be scared to die. Now, I'm okay. Like, I'm, if all of this meant this right here, Chad, like if this is the story for me, I'm cool with it because it's kind of dope. Like, I would kind of like want to be me if I watched this shit from 10 years ago and now. Like, oh shit, that was hot. And I used to want the most extreme. Like I wanted to be the richest, most famous artist in the world. I don't even want that no more. Honestly, I don't. I'm actually scared to uh, get too much money because I I feel like it's going to compromise my character. And if not my character, the people character around like that. I love Darius. Like, I don't, I'm scared to like see somebody like betray me over the amount of money I have or I, I'm about to get or, you know. <clears throat> what is the key that's needed for you to not be guarded? Like what's the key to unlock you being guarded because you are so futuristic. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so like you're a visionary. Mm-hmm. I think I hit a lot. Right. But what <laughs> what <laughs> happens? Drawing. What happens when you're a visionary and you overthink? Uh you have Lena L. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> yo, I feel like yo, that's just like another bittersweet thing about myself, you know, because overthinking. 
gets me out of a lot of trouble. Like, I'll be fucking fear. I'll be heated. Yo, Ray, blow some of my head off. <laughs> and I'll just be like, no, then you're going to go to jail, and then you're not going to be able to, like, help your dad. Then your son, like, he needs you. Like, I'll go there. And and that uh, got me out of a lot of times where I was really, I'm not lying to you. I was literally, was about to blow people's head off. Like, what the fuck? And my temper crazy. Like, so there it go. Like, I'm not no perfect nothing. Like, I'm, I still got my temper to work on, a lot of things. But I feel like overthinking is my bittersweet, um, yeah, it's the most bittersweet thing about myself. Because, like, bro, I, like, I be overthinking myself, like, out of, like, great opportunities, great ideas. Weird. So, does, does, can, can trust compromise that? Absolutely. Absolutely, because you want to know um, what happened. Times where, like, I was overthinking, I wasn't, like, putting my trust in nothing. Like, I wasn't putting my trust in God and what he had planned for me and, like, people around me. Nothing. I just, I was kind of being selfish in a sense. Like, I was thinking about everything like I was by myself. Mm -hmm. But the reality was I'm not, by, why are you thinking like that? You're not even by yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's that's been me my whole life though, like feeling alone. Even times where like I probably wasn't alone, but I've never looked for the help, and I never put my faith or trust in like another person or God, honestly. Like building that relationship with God for real, like that. That's like the most important thing, cause even like in, like I I even be thinking myself out of that too sometimes. Like I be fooling like. Wait, is it a God? Hold on, wait. No, I chill on that. Like, you feel me? Right. Like, I'll be like, yo, it's just, I don't know. That's just me. So what does happiness look like? Uh, Happiness look like... <laughs> look, I'm thinking about a freaking commercial right now. What is wrong <laughs> with me? No, honestly, um, happiness look like... Your skin is clear, right? It look like it's all clear now. You know what I mean? Like, happiness. Nah, I don't fucking, yo, Chad, I don't know. Because honestly, I can honestly tell you that I am, like, the happiest I've ever been. But I'm still paranoid. Okay. But I still have bad anxiety. Okay. But I still think about people I love. So that's, that makes me sad and cry. All right. So it looks like whatever zone you in at the, the time, bro. Like. But, and I, I'm always going to challenge you because I don't want you to ever feel like I'm just rocking with you. So, does you being the happiest you've ever been, does that even show happiness? Because right. you could have been through so many, it's, a, it's, a, it's an indication that you, this is the happiest you've ever been, but mm -hmm. just because this is the happiest you've ever been, does that still make you happy? Yo, we're, um, I'm glad you put it in that perspective. Uh, I think... Happiness look like nothing. What you mean? Real, like happiness don't it don't have a, a image to it. Okay. Uh, it's like something internal as fuck. All right. You know what I mean? Because like I said, you can still feel whatever emotion. Mm -hmm. Being happy. All right. Because you want to know. The, I think happiness looks like fear. <laughs> okay. Where like you can be so happy that somebody can not want to see it so much, you know, mm. and try to like intervene with that. Like, have you ever been around somebody who's, like, so miserable and you so happy right. and they just fucking kill your whole vibe? Um, 
Okay, so fear and um I'ma just say fear because from my perspective, what I fear while being happy is somebody ruining it mm-hmm. and me letting somebody ruin it or me ruin it, ruining it myself. For yourself. So what do you think? I mean, there is an acronym that fear is face everything and rise or face everything and run. Mm-hmm. So there is courage and fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But understanding the power of where you are and where you're trying to go. Like, I'm not saying that it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. We can't allow nobody to have that power. Mm-hmm. To steal, you know what I'm saying? Like the song, one of my, well, first of all, she's my favorite artist ever. Um, Anita Baker is, is like, you bring me joy. Mm-hmm. Like that can't be a person. Mm-hmm. That has to be reflective of what you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, people have agendas, man. And it's like, if we don't understand what's for, like, mm-hmm what happiness looked like for me. Like, I got to be able to recognize it. So if I can recognize it, I can recognize what is not happiness. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm walking in this crib and it feel like I'm walking into a funeral. Mm. Oh, no. All right, y'all. No, a thousand percent. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? A thousand percent. So it's just recognizing happiness, keeping it and trying to be around anything and everything that 100%, keeps you happy. A hundred percent. It's also one of those, a thousand percent, first of all. Not just in the not justifying it, but it's also one of those things. Um, why the fuck did I just lose what I was about to say? Am I dumb? It'll come back. I swear. <laughs> so you know what's crazy about this interview? I haven't asked you about your music. Right? Yeah, but we don't ever really. T- <laughs> we don't talk about music. But I'll tell you why. Because music, your music is. I know this sounds old. Your music is out of sight. That's easy to talk about. Like, I literally could talk about your music all mm-hmm. day, right? A thousand percent. Because I love it. It's so indicative to who you are. And it's really a conversation without talking to you. Uh, a thousand percent. I appreciate you. But I just think that the perception of a person who makes music to the ignorant makes it feel like you, you got it all under control. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really concerned about Lena L, the artist. Okay. I'm always like, you making music? Cool. I'm glad that you're happy doing that. Right. But how are you? How are you? Like, how are you? What's going on? What's new in your neck of the woods? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think internally, that helps the music. Mm-hmm. It's somebody out here that, like, I never no. want you to feel like, yo, yo, you called me when that when the loot and stuff happened and them people died in that car accident. I felt so happy that you were able to look in your phone and call me no, to talk about it. Real. You know what I'm saying? Word. So, like, for me, I love your music. We can talk about music all the time, but I could care less about it. Because that, that definitely just come with it. Uh, Not to cut you off, mm. but um, I fell in love with Nipsey Hussle about, I'm going to say, like, 2010. Okay. Um, And I didn't even hear one song yet. I uh, mm. ran into a little mini documentary on YouTube of him, like, going through Crenshaw, just talking about him, his upbringing, his daughter, uh, his neighborhood and and then him mm-hmm. and what I saw was like um a fearless person first not even an art like I didn't even even after that I kind of didn't even care to, to listen to a song to be honest mm-hmm. because he was from LA and I don't I just like I don't know it's weird I don't really be inspired by their music out there but it's like whatever um I was looking for more interviews like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted more of him. And then it was like, all right, if he dropped, I'm going to tune in. But um, saying all that to say, Crenshaw was my favorite project from him because it was literally 
everything I ever watched of him in a project. Mm. <laughs> and I s- sent the album like to so many people, like, listen to this, but they were just like, I can't get into this. And I was like, all right, you know what? Watch this. Watch this interview then. Forget the, mm-hmm. the and I get hearing that from you. The music is just like another thing to me, but I want people to want to know me mm-hmm. more than wanting to just play my music, honestly, because like, I just, I don't know, it's fucking cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I don't know, I just, more of this though, because you just never know what it'll do for somebody, you know? Sure. And you, like right. this conversation, I just wanted everywhere <laughs> like you know what i'm not saying that i'm just saying like i want the world to hear us this is your greatest interview you ever did I and there's no disrespect to nobody no, else and i'm gonna tell you why though because this is so reflective this is literally a yearbook mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you're gonna be able to watch this and be like look at my thoughts look how yeah. meticulously i'm look at that growth yeah i would have never said that three years ago and i would have never said that to that person right or wow i just talked about the and God, I just feel like... Not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. God's timing is vicious. Like, during this time where, like, I'm becoming more free, mm-hmm. um, like, exploring more, mm-hmm. we finally had the, this conversation to the public. Mm-hmm. Because me and you would sit at the studio, in the car, wherever, on the FaceTime, and have these conversations that I'd be wanting, to, like, people to hear, mm-hmm. bro. Like, I'd just be like, <laughs> right. yo! Right. And I and wasn't I like right. I was on your ass for months like right. let's do it and right. it just was like I'm like this boy chat I'll text you like yo let's do the interview right and you be like are right, we gonna lock in and then you'll call me and then we'll have like a full blown interview on the phone <laughs> I'll be like yo what the? Yo, but God's you, timing is sure. immaculate like literally perfect like sure. the way everything is just coming together now is just like yep okay. This it was this time ahead. And that's another thing. Like in life just period, not just as an artist. You just gotta know and understand God's time and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You want what you want when you want it, but it just be like when he wants you to have it, you'll get it. Shut up. Facts. Like shut up, ugly. <laughs> I just wanna let you know from my perception and my perspective of how who, of my my opinion, which means nothing, but it's okay. just thank God I got the opportunity to talk about it. You are so amazing, right? Appreciate you. you. you, you you're so dynamic, and there's this should teach people that there is something amazing about the quiet. It's mm. it's something so amazing, and my job always this is what surface thinking is about. Mm-hmm. I don't care about how you dress. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that because I know I can find something mm-hmm. that you might not tell people, and I just feel like a thousand percent. I mean. I've been told things that I would have never thought that somebody would tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, dang, you tell me this out of everything. And it's just like, I'm supposed to know this because mm-hmm. you're supposed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And people talk about stuff so fast when they come down here. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you've been wanting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just gave you the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or we and that's your purpose. I, listen, your I, purpose I don't want to pay for this. I mean, bring hold, hold, people, hold up. I don't want, <laughs> listen, I ain't going to say that, but I'm just saying like, no, that's, it I feels that good. This. It feels that good. Honestly, like, um, people hit me in my DMs. Like I just emailed you for a feature and I was like, like with all due respect, not right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it'd be like money. The it's no amount of money that can, uh, compare to the way I'm feeling about just embracing what God gave me right now. Like mm-hmm. the money 
this is not gonna ever go like it's meant to come with it and i'm not even tripping off of it but let me just embrace the free real fast like you feel me like yes i charge you 3k for a 12 right mm -hmm. now okay but then what like you feel me like mm -hmm. i didn't i know that deep down inside i'm writing that virtual that 3k mm -hmm. and i just want to do everything organically right now right real quick because not on a cocky shot of shit, but I know this shit is it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Whenever it is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not worrying about that. I'm worrying about the moment that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Like it's so soothing and hold up though, because I've been through some shit, so this shit feel like a big celebration to me. Mm -hmm. Let me just like embrace this right now. So I'm not doing features right now. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like paid features. I only wanna create. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really like charging nobody for my energy right now because if God placed us in a room then it's kinda like feet. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put no money on it. You mm. feel me? So, not saying I'm doing features for free. Because I'm, I'm just not going to do them at all. all right. But the features that are supposed to get done and the energy that is supposed to be, like, transferred and shared upon, you know, one another, I'm just accepting that. Mm. I want all the organic shit first. Because I'm going to tell you one thing, God, no. I'm not in a rush to um, be a part of a wicked ass industry, you know, mm. what that's just like based off of like money or what you can do for somebody, even if they can't do it for you or whatever, whatever mm. you compromising your true self. And not saying I'm ever going to do that, but I'm saying like, I'm not in a rush to get to that industry. Cause either way, I, they gonna hate me either way. Cause I'm on, you like Chance the Rapper? Do you pay any attention to him at all? I'm gonna just say this, right? Mm -hmm. Not big on the music. It's his morals and integrity for me. Mm. Like, what the labels offered him multiple times. And he just chose happiness first, you know? And his self over uh, any offer, any... It was like nothing. You can't pay for him. You mm. know what I mean? Like, he... So, I'm going to tell you something. Maybe you might look at it in his perspective or not. All right. My first genre of music is R&B. I love R&B. Mine my, too. My, that's my vibe, right? So when you ask me about artists and things like that, I don't... I understand the industry from just being man, doing management and understand how mm -hmm. things move. Mm -hmm. I look at it totally different. Mm -hmm. um, Ellen DeGeneres, um, we talked about this one time on one page. Uh, she, 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 I think it's top three of people who pay for followers. Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, it's like, oh, she's generous, come on, three o'clock, blue eyes, everybody love her, she dance with the crowd, twitch, everybody love her, she gives them stuff away from Walmart and all of that. Why would she ever need to buy followers? Mm, that's deep. Right? So then it's like, Chance the Rapper, like the people that you, that's why, just me being Muslim, no idol worshiping, right? Okay. Because Chance the Rapper, I love, everything you said, I love he sold $3 million off his hats and he can't be bought and all of that. But mm -hmm. Is that true? Like, mm -hmm. is he really independent? Right. Or is it a, a bad thousand, deal with that's, Apple? But that's my overthinking right there. Like, but just, excuse me, it'd be the idea of it, right? Yeah, exactly. So I want to just not take it back, but I want to backtrack off of what I was just saying. I use that idea of a person as an example for my true self. You know what okay. I mean? Like, and like I said, sometimes we do get inspired by frauds. Mm -hmm. And some, not saying he is, but I'm just saying sometimes, like, Hove been my favorite artist, rapper, entrepreneur for like, like, for like my whole life, damn near. Cause my dad put me on Hove like when I was little, right? 
until Nipsey. And then I think Nipsey was my new hove because he was like more, it was like more authentic mm -hmm. with it. Like he gave you inside and out. Mm -hmm. And hove, it just was like he told you you could do it mm -hmm. with proof that he did it. But he don't really he don't show, you, show you how right. to do it, like right. the real blueprint. Mm -hmm. And I think Nipsey was like the ultimate, not the, the compare it, but it broke my heart <laughs> uh, when I saw the difference. And like when when I did start tuning into Nipsey like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, like people really be capping about wanting to like see everybody do it. Mm -hmm. Like it, I think that's like part of like the, the, mm -hmm. um, Image to sell or whatever, but it just be like, whole and like I'm I'm going through it, so you gonna have to go through it, right? Mm. But it'd be like, all right, well, what what did you do to not go through it no more? Like you know, or what did you do to save yourself? Mm -hmm. We don't, we chat. Don't do we don't have that right. from and and I will. We can go bar for bar. We can go track for track. Oh, that's my dog. But I can also tell you what Nipsey told me to do. Right. Like you feel me? I can't do that with Hov, and it's just like damn, all this time like. So yeah, saying all that about the chance shit too. It is artists in the industry that's like um handmade puppets who are sent to act like mm -hmm. fuck the puppets. Like, you know, like what the fuck type of shit is like, bro, like mm -hmm. you are dead ass sent to to tell us fuck them, mm -hmm. fuck them up in the office they don't know nothing about this shit. We doing it for the culture the whole time. Like, yo, that shit, wow. You ain't going into the offices. They cash up for you wow. now. You know what I'm saying? But I can, I can, within my soul, I will um put whatever on the fact that Nipsey is definitely one of the authentic ones. And I, it's not because he died. None of that. I got full proof. He told us when he partnered up with the labels mm -hmm. and everything and, and broke it down. Like, yo, honestly, bro, like, mm -hmm. so... I think Nip was like one of the so I can't have this conversation about Chance like I can't back and forth you with Chance like no oh, Chad you tripping mm. he ain't do no backdoor to ever because stuff don't, don't, don't. I don't know right. but I can I can tell you that I'm 100 percent sure about Nipsey yeah, right. I don't right. and I can tell you 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 not 100 percent right no, but, but that's I another conversation no that's another conversation even, you know even though I be, I believe it too but it's crazy because and I learned this from I learned this way of thinking as I got older. Because I was willing, and this is why it's crazy, because I was willing to argue with my dad about wrestling. Mm. Like, what? Undertaker and Kane, they brothers. They mom Yo. and dad burnt up in the fire. Like, All right, Paul there Bear. we go. Like, like, you tripping. How you don't know the rock? What? <laughs> that bro? shit hurt my heart, yo, when I found out that wrestling Kane was like... Kane don't have no face. Like, that's why you got the match. Uh -huh. Dang, yo. You word. know what I'm saying? No, word. And they play on the... It's grown people out here that's it's like, Dad, like, why is all these grown people screaming, like, all of this? Like, you tripping. And he's like, that's not real, right? Mm. I mean, they, they sell it to us all the time. Santa mm. Claus, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. the Bugs no, Bunny, a thousand I mean, percent. Easter Bunny, all of that. But what I'm just no, saying a thousand it's just percent. Like, we got to navigate through all that to find our own real A thousand reality. percent. You know and saying? that's what I'm saying. Like, even when it comes down to it, um, it's about giving the people enough to um, find pur purpose within themselves. Even if you're not giving them all of you or not saying fraud, I don't fucking know what world that is, but I'm saying like, even if you feel like it's just this side of the story you want to give them, mm -hmm. just give them enough to be like inspired to be. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think that's, that's it because it's not enough people in the world telling everybody that it's like they can do it, whatever mm -hmm. it is. The music industry became so selfish that they think the whole world want to be artists, right? To where... They made the whole world, the whole world, want to be artists. Mm. Like, 
he was a football player. He was a basketball player. Now he rapping. What has this? Y'all spent so much time trying to close the door. Mm. That's how old it. And now my cousin, who the the COVID messed up him being in school for college, uh, for football. He's rapping now. Not literally. I don't have a cousin that plays football. But that's mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. Like, everybody is stepping outside of who they are because... This is like an easy button. Because it, and they trying to find trying to find an easy way out. Like, bro, why did you stop playing ball again? <laughs> <laughs> but that's really reality. I mean, don't you ask me. I was rated one of the top 88th graders in the city, right? Uh Went to high school, went to Dobbins, Randolph, whatever. And when I mm-hmm. went there in my mind, ninth grade, I was going to the league. Is you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I'm fucking going to the league. Got there, seeing girls with big butts, mm-hmm. dudes with state prop coats with beards. I wanted to be like them. Mm-hmm. So that is a way to get basketball. Fuck basketball. A thousand percent. Like, I'm not no, even there tall like that, like I thought I was. There so go. it it's the reality of what you see mm-hmm. that goes against what you really want to do. A thousand really percent. So I understand why you ain't playing ball no more. No, for sure. What? But but no, I want to teach people to um not even just teach a show in a sense like help people understand how important it is to hold on to what they know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because the reality is, you can try to take the fast way out all you want. You can try to take the coolest way out all you want. It's always going to end with you feeling like you should have did what you were supposed to do. Mm. Like, whatever. Like, honestly, um, nothing nothing pulled me away from the music shit. Not depression, not wanting to die, nothing. Everything I ever done in life, anywhere I ever move, moved, led me back to music. Mm. And that's when I knew. You know what I mean? Like, just surprising myself with, like, new verses, like, growth in that. Because I just be obsessed with, like, growth alone. Not even just with me. Like, seeing somebody, and I'm like, wow, yo, I'm proud. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I bet you nobody told you they was proud. Like, just, mm-hmm. I just want to tell you I'm proud of you. Just growth alone is a beautiful thing. So that's where most of my growth came from. Uh, write a verse. Three months later, I got a crazy verse to where that verse I wrote three months ago, I'm willing to get out of the way. Not selling now. You can have it. That shit is, I can't even listen to my old music. Like, yeah. ugh. Right. All right. <laughs> right. And to think one day, like here I go again, overthinking that hi, I'm Lena. Lena L just gonna be like, what is that? One right. day, right? right? It's wild as hell. Yeah. I just want to say I appreciate you for being here. This is amazing. Like we could talk for another sixteen hours. I know when this is over, we about to bust it a up. A thousand percent. But I just appreciate you for being here, and I hope that this is something that, like you said, a year, like we said, a yearbook that you could come back and see. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. I ain't talked to too many people about this, but me and Chad talked about that. And let Word. me go reflect on how I'm not even like that no more. And that was two weeks ago. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Ew. I appreciate you for being here. Word. It's you know, always a tell pleasure. Tell everybody about everything that you want them to know about. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. Uh, shit. Just first and foremost, uh, don't die without living, right? Mm. Um, don't die without finding your purpose. And if... Your purpose isn't dying, then I don't know. That's just what it is. Not to be on no deep ass shit, but honestly, I want to end it off like that. And I don't know. Hi, I'm Lena coming soon. Y'all know I don't, I don't get y'all piped up with dates, no matter how much I know when I'm going to drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hi, I'm Lena Deluxe coming soon. More visuals. Uh, no more interviews. <laughs> That's it, though. No more interviews. This is it. Uh, yeah. More excitement more life more mm. conversations with chad in the tub <laughs> 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 <laughs>
This deep in the woods on the surface I've been consistently working I just stepped into my purpose I know I'll be making them nervous Only been focused on progress Keeping a positive mindset I ain't even turn up the grind yet It's about to be over Meaning the closure Surface thinking podcast Outlast competition Curated by Becky Chad Mentally driven to do the dash Everyday life be moving fast And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be Timing is everything certainly Used to be doubting that they all believe Worldwide broadcast globally